0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrong Football Podcast. I'm producer Dan and I'm here again with G, the editor of the wrongfootball.com and we're here to talk all things American football again this week.
1: what up, everybody!
0: <laughs> uh, this week we'll be casting our critical eyes over the NFC and letting you know what we think, uh, how, how things are going to pan out this year. Uh, it's a division that was dominated last year by Supercam and it's Carolina Panthers so we'll see if we... Think the same is going to happen again for 2016. Uh, we're also going to give you an overview of how our exciting new divisional pick'em competition is going to work and how you can take part if you want. Uh, so, have you been? G, you enjoying the first few games of preseason?
1: Uh, yes, I've caught a couple. Um, I should put out a fair warning to the listeners that um, I might be a little more ramshackle even than usual because um, due to work going a little bit crazy and I do work in on aunties so these things happen, um, I'm basically reading the notes that Dan's working from as we're live. So um, <laughs> if I stumble over more names and don't sound like I don't know what I'm doing, it's because I don't. Um, but otherwise, been really good. Uh, first episode of Heart Knocks in of a- scene... First Bengals preseason game. There's been real football. Um, first blog post up. Um, I've caught up with the Rams and Cowboys um, first preseason game. Haven't written it up yet. We'll need to catch up with Broncos and Bears because um, sort of alert. And my friend Chris will be very happy about this. I should be covering the Broncos as my third team for the preseason this year. Um, yeah. And. Yeah, lots of fun. I, I quite am seriously quite enjoying the fact that um, in the opening episode of Hard Knocks, Jeff Fisher was talking about um, that something being some seven and nine. Um, Bull excrement football. Um, I think I'm paraphrasing there. And on the opening play of their brand new move to LA in their stadium, so they're at home, they kick off to the Dallas Cowboys who return the ball 101 yards for a touchdown. Uh, They did win the game, so hopefully they they are starting off as they mean to go on. But, you know, as a a tone-setting opening play, it was a bit of a disaster. And I suspect there will be some more agricultural manure, seven and nine football references in episode two. But um, we shall have (laughs) to watch to find out.
0: Yeah I haven't seen the first episode yet I usually really enjoy watching that but I haven't uh, managed to catch it yet
1: Yeah they're hitting on Friday in the UK on Game Pass although I know I think you're having some problems with your app
0: a little bit, a little bit. I'm sure we'll get it sorted out. But I'll, uh, yeah, i try and uh, give it a watch tonight. I think once we're uh, once we're done, here.
1: absolutely. And I think we're going to crack on with the NFC preview this week. But I should be hopefully a bit more caught up with the preseason games, and we'll dive into injuries, news, preseason next week, and through to the start of the season. And you know, football is in sight, people. Football is coming.
0: <laughs> yeah, we certainly will. Yeah, we, obviously, like you say, we're going to, we're going to start on the, uh, the NFC uh, preview. We're going to start with the NFC East as we did uh, last year with the, A- sorry, last week with the AFC. Um, the top team in the division was the Washington Redskins. Uh, End up with a uh, a record of nine and seven. So for those of you who uh, don't listen to to us or have, have only just picked up football, that's nine wins and seven losses. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles finished second at seven and nine. Uh, the New York Giants were six and ten, and then propping up the division were the Dallas Cowboys four and twelve. It really was kind of the division that nobody really seemed to want to win. It was just. Waiting for someone to kind of take hold of it, um, but every time someone did, they 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 kind of seemed to to drop the ball a little, uh, so to speak. And it was one of the only two divisions, one of only two divisions, so where where nobody got a double digit winning figure. So it was quite a tight division. It was a, like I say, it was Washington who ended up with the uh, with the win on this one. They didn't start particularly well, but did end up winning their last five games.
1: Yeah, uh, they started off with a very good run game and a very good run defense, and then. They, the defense. Sorry, the offense started to trail off because it was seen to be very one-dimensional. And about halfway through the season, they seemed to take the training wheels off Kirk Cousins in the system. Um under I'm forgetting which Gruden, but it's the I keep wanting to say John Gruden, he commentates, but it's his younger brother who is the ex Bengals offensive coordinator. And he took and he basically opened up the passing game a bit like he used to do for Andy Dalton. And with um Jordan Reed and Pierre Garcon and Deshaun Jackson, that's you know, really the base is a very good receiving core. And Absolutely. They, they, they came into the end of the season playing incredibly strong. That was the whole you like that? You like that thing that <laughs> that ran for Kirk Cousins that you know will cheer, cheer, cheer Dan up for trying to sort out mic levels and also spawns Mr Cousins his own sort of um, merchandising campaign but it really picked up at the end of the season whether it's like a, a purple runner form that was not to be repeated or sign of genuine development, they don't know yet. And when I say they, I mean the team as well as us, because they didn't offer him a long term contract. He's playing on right. a on a franchise tag this year, and it's basically approve it and will give you a big contract. And so this is a big season for him. They drafted some receivers in the draft. Um, they look to be building more through the draft these days. It's um, a relatively recent turnaround. Um, Dan Snyder previously has been very much a trying to make a big free agent signing type um, owner very much like the Dolphins keep trying to do and with similar Mm. levels of success if not worse but really? they've had a new GM in who's very much focused on building through the draft. And last off season, and this offseason, they, they really do seem to be doing it sort of what I would call the right way, looking at the, at the sort of processes that I would generally pick if I was running a franchise. And so I'm, You know, there's some signs that hopefully they'll carry it through next season. Um, obviously... They picked up Josh Norman when he became available. That's a big free agent signing, but it's in an area of need and it's like a one sort of quick opportunity rather than going out and trying to sign an Indomitian Sioux and breaking the bank type deal. That's a good move. uh, move, I, 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 I think it could very well be. He certainly talks a good game, but yeah, quietly looking forward to seeing how the DC Grudens get on this year. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, so, second in the division were the Philadelphia Eagles. They're going to be a bit disappointed after uh, last season. Uh, it was a disappointing year for them uh, under Chip Kelly, who was eventually fired just a couple of uh, games before the last, before the end of the season. In fact, I think it was the game before last, wasn't it? After uh, after that game, that he got uh, end up getting the chop. Uh, but every time they kind of looked like they were turning a corner, winning a couple, they'd, they'd go and lose three or four. So, real inconsistencies there.
1: Um, yeah, there's a lot of talk about whether Chip Kelly's system, the problem with it is that it works in college because it's based on execution and pace, and at this level with the way teams prepare, he won initially because teams weren't prepared for it and and it caught them off guard, but now that they've had enough season to study it, that it might not work, and the pressure it puts on a defence because suddenly, with the quick pace on offence, if they go free and out, suddenly the, um defense plays has to play a lot more snaps and there was something like 25 percent extra snaps average over the over the defense or something so they were the players were just having to play a lot more so they got banged up um there were a lot of questionable um personnel calls if you remember me querying it going into the season they Mm. handed kelly um personnel control and it initially it looked like he had a plan and then there were just some strange strange contracts and i still don't understand um why you would give a a, a running back who'd basically been driven into the ground the season before by the Dallas Cowboys it was something like 400 carries a huge contract and so it all fell apart Chip Kelly outwore his welcome and was thrown out the guy who used to run the team was brought back in um, and they basically spent the off season undoing everything Chip Kelly did unloaded his free agents and again it it all seemed to make sense to begin with Um, and having heard them explain it I understand why they did it but because they didn't think they'd get this opportunity but with a team that's fairly far away they traded a lot of picks to pick up a rookie quarterback and you know, the big thing for them is how quickly he will develop, how quickly Dan Peterson who's come over from the Kansas City Chiefs um, can get the offense turned around and the team turned around and what kind of progress is going to be but um, I'm not sure how quickly it's going to be, I'm curious to find out but I think they're going to be a little hard to predict this season
0: yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. Well, the, the, the Giants ended up finishing third, uh, third in the division. They, they are another team that will have been really disappointed. They've got a lot of talent in their team. Odell Beckham is, is obviously one of the the, the the big superstars of the uh, league. Am the I allowed to interrupt you straight away on yeah, this Of course one. you can.
1: Just because I, I fundamentally disagree with that statement. If a lot of people, and I would tend to agree with it, was they were a bit top-heavy in that they have Odell Beckham, And they have um, Eli Manning.
0: Eli Manning, yeah.
1: And you would have said that that, um, the past rusher who now only has three fingers was an elite talent before he had the firework incident. But (laughs) otherwise, they've not been hitting in the draft. It was a pretty talent poor roster in my opinion. And Mm. I thought it was a really strange decision that they fired their head coach and then just kept everybody else involved. And it's like, Tom Coughlin is apparently the problem. That guy won you two Super Bowls. I'm not sure that there's not more to it than that. And you'll notice that because the GM suddenly went out and spent a boatload of money on the defence this season, including picking up your lovely young pass rusher, which I know you are gutted about because we discussed that in the AFC podcast. And so um, I'm just feeling that um, it could be... I I will be interested to see how well the same staff do because I'm not expecting a big turnaround. I'll be
0: honest. No, I, I think you I think you're right. I don't think they're going to be uh, much better. And, and and them losing Tom Co- Tom Coffin, you're absolutely right. When usually when it, when it, when a head coach goes, you see you see a lot of the back office go with them, and and, and that's really not happened with the uh, No, and uh, this is a guy
1: who was coaching there for a long long time, and I don't think he just forgot how to coach. I think he was given very successful players. As well. Yeah, he won two Super Bowls for Pete's sake. You know, this, this is a guy who knows what he's doing. I'm not sure when it's going to turn round and you know my feelings on big um, splurges in um, free
0: agency. I, I do indeed, and they they won in, in coming third in the division. They won the uh, the honour of being uh, one of the first teams to play at Twickenham uh, this year. <laughs> they're uh, they're at the uh, at the Twickenham game against yeah. the uh, the Rams, aren't they?
1: And in fairness, everybody going to Twickenham will, if nothing else, have the op- opportunity injuries willing to see um, Odell Beckham who may be uh, Mm. of questionable temperament but is certainly one of the most talented receivers in the league and who wouldn't want to see him catch one handed uh, um, passes in in the warm up routine alone, yet alone if he gets to pull one off in the game.
0: Oh he does it for fun doesn't he, he does that for fun (laughs) Um, well, the, the Cowboys were propping up the division, as I say. Uh, they had a couple of big injuries. Uh, Des Bryant Tony Romo uh, hurt them quite badly. Uh, they struggled for a lot of the season after uh, they won their, after winning their, their first couple. Um, they're going to be looking to really drastically improve in 2016,
1: aren't they? Yeah, I mean, the big problem for them last season was the fact that Tony Romo broke his collarbone again and mm. then tried to rush to come back at the end of the season to help because the, the division was such a mess that they were still in with a very long shot of making it. But... but having won games and they thought that the difference that Tony Romo coming back would make would help because basically they were very competitive in the division and then just lost every, I think it was like eight games straight the moment Tony Romo went in down injured and he promptly rebroke his collarbone in the second game back. And so they drafted Ezekiel Elliott in the first round of running back. Um, I spoke at length about the fact that I'm not sure that was tactically the best move given the problems they had in defence and the good... the, the strength of their offense apart from Des Bryant is that offensive line and so I would have I would have thought they could have picked up a very surfaceable um running back if they were worried about Darren McFadden's injury history and I can understand yeah. why they would be and take a, a, a more premium position of need for them on the defense but they chose to go that route and I have to say having seen the first preseason game the good news is it looks like I've forgotten his name but um uh, I will write about it. They have a rookie... or It's a, a second-year quarterback who, seriously, started the game and looked really good. Um, Dallas Cowboys, number four, came out, played the first two quarters, threw the ball well, and they didn't have that last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they were dreadful You know, they cycled through backup quarterbacks losing those eight games and so that gives you a bit of hope if um, Tony Romo does go down we'll see how Elliot does but the same old problems on defence seem to be there for me there was nobody really flashing and they looked a bit soft it's preseason; it's vanilla schemes Rob Marinelli will certainly bring the blitz and try and get past pressure through scheme but he's sort of forced to because I'm not convinced by the um, players on that side of the ball
0: We'll move on to the uh, to the NFC North then. Last year, that, that this was a really really close race. This one, uh, the, the Vikings were the uh, the top team. Minnesota Vikings ended up eleven and five, um, very close second with the Green Bay Packers at ten and six. Uh, the Detroit Lions were seven and nine, and the Chicago Bears were six and ten for the season. Um, really close race throughout the throughout the year. The, the Vikings and Packers kind of swapped places throughout the year for that uh, that top spot, and it really came down to the uh, the last game of the season when they played each other. Um, but in terms of the Vikings, we'll start looking at uh, them first. They 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 uh, have Adrian Peterson back for the uh, uh, for the season. They, they he missed the vast majority of the season, the previous season. Um, helped them to to score that top spot. He, he wasn't didn't look really back to his best for me, but he still looked pretty good. Um, and as a team, I. I, I they they were good, but they didn't look particularly special. I don't think.
1: I'm getting quietly quite excited about the Vikings. I would just like to point out that the first NFC division was won by an ex-Bengals coordinator. This division last year won by an ex-Bengals coordinator, and I really like Mike Zimmer. He is an excellent, excellent coach. He coaches great defense, and he's. I think he's starting made the start to being a very good head coach. I am the Vikings. Built their, their season last year on um, defence and running the ball. No, Peterson didn't quite look as good, back to his best, but he is getting up there in years, and this whole theory about, oh, yeah, but they have a year off. Um, um, it took him some time to knock the rust off. We'll see how he does this season.
0: But Yeah, you've, the- you've got to get back to... Back to- Kind of I will shape, say I that
1: if nothing else, I thought the ball was coming out of their quarterback's hands a lot better in the first preseason game, and he's going to be playing indoors because they have a new stadium. So, mm. given that he doesn't have the strongest of arm, that should help them. Uh, the young receiver they they drafted is so great for him because he's not got the greatest of arm. They've got a big ball control. Will fight you, block you possession type receiver and i think he'll really help that offense and with the defense the way it's playing i think that they're gonna be really good competition for the packers again this season i'm not guaranteeing playoffs because that's a hard division but i think that i'm guaranteeing that they'll be in the fight at the end of the season now you can't put money on it but you know you know how ready i like to make predictions which is why i'm thrilled (laughs) that you've created a prediction game um lovely but you know, uh, that that's not my thing at all. So I shall enjoy losing. But um, I I do think they will be competitive in, in for for a good season, barring horrendous injury luck.
0: They will. My dad will be very pleased. And that new stadium looks incredible.
1: Yeah. No. you I genuinely. I think it's really going to turn around for him. I, I, I'm feeling very positive. The big thing <laughs> for them will be this year proving whether their quarterback um, is the man or not.
0: Teddy Bridgewater yes yeah, yeah
1: it's Bridgewater sorry the reason is that as you remember last season I kept switching between Bortles and Bridgewater and I was doing it in my head and I just wasn't prepared to commit
0: <laughs> fair enough uh, well the Green Bay Packers came second they were one of a number of teams to uh, reach 6-0 and going unbeaten in the first uh, few weeks but then their, their bye week in week 7 they started a bit of a losing streak after that and they really struggled to to really regain momentum um, they did They obviously make it through to the divisional week of the the season they uh, ended up losing to the Cardinals
1: Yeah, I mean they were sort of a little lucky to get there because if I remember right, it was them who beat the Vikings who should have won on a a missed field goal and the Vikings kicker A did an outstanding job of answering all the questions of being a stand-up guy after the game but B is usually very reliable and so yeah, the Green Bay were kind of lucky to get there, I think the problem for them was injuries um, they were so banged up on offensive line last year that um, as good as um, Aaron Rodgers was they were just having problems protecting him and he was moving around and working miracles and he won the game with at least he won one game and nearly got them back into another with crazy um, successful Hail Mary plays at end of, end of fourth quarters and yeah, end of overtime, yeah. so Uh, With Aaron Rodgers, they're always in it. There's a certain argument beginning to say that although Ted Thompson, who is a general manager whose approach I agree with, is perhaps not quite aggressive enough in free agency and picking up those one or two key ones. He's got Julius Peppers, but even he's getting that bit old. And have they really made the best of the prime years of Aaron Rodgers? But he doesn't look like he's slowing down soon. Worried about Jordy Nelson coming back from his leg injury, signs are not good, and we'll have to see what they do with scheme, and it's just a question, it's likely going to be same old um, Packers, Aaron Rodgers guarantees you double-digit figures, and I think, again, it will be another close um, fight in this division with them and the Vikings to see who gets a guaranteed playoff spot.
0: I've just uh, remembered this one, it was the la- that last game of the season, um if i remember rightly the the winner of the uh of the division ended up going on to to face the Seahawks and whoever came second went on to uh to play the Redskins i believe i, I can't it's, it's it's one of those weird weird positions where actually you don't necessarily want to win isn't it
1: yes because the easier <laughs> team would you got by by losing because because um yeah the Seahawks were coming up in wild card and the um, yeah. and the DC Gruden's uh, had won their division but nobody That's else it.
0: wanted to win <laughs> well uh, the Lions uh, finished 11-5 uh, and five in 2014 but they struggled to really repeat that in 2015 um, ended up on 7-9 and nine. Uh, and it was mainly due to a real bad start of the season including a, uh, a loss to the Chiefs at Wembley which I think was the one that you saw wasn't it
1: yes yes um, and they were miserable in that game but the interesting thing for me was they fired their offensive coordinator and they got a new guy. in They promoted their um, line coach, or he was an assistant, some kind of extra assistant, because they also fired their line coach. And so the mm. brilliantly named Jim Bob Cooter came in, Brilliant. and he made a real difference to them because he seemed to simplify their protection schemes. It wasn't very evident in the first that first game in London, but for the rest of the season, they really developed. Um, the offense did look better, and they began to fight. And although they couldn't. Recover from the dreadful start to um, get back into the playoff hunt, or even get there. They did enough for the new GM team to hold Lovey Smith over for another for another year. At, not Lovey Smith, sorry, Jim Caldwell. That's a terrible mistake to make. And he kept his staff together. And I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that the players went back bat for um, the coaches, and there was a demonstrable difference for, from Jim Bob Cooter. They've had an interesting um, off season, um, particularly given. Um, the fact that um, Calvin Johnson has retired.
0: Mm. Do you think they're, they're going to struggle uh, this year?
1: This is this is one of those ones where a huge subtraction might... I'm not going to say make them play better, but I think the offence will be more effective for them Galvanized. being less reliant. No, just yeah. being less reliant on the one player. Um, Marvin Jones... I'm not sure that they have a true number one receiver between Golden Tate and Marvin Jones, but I think mm. between them, they have two very good options. The worrying sign for me is that everybody keeps mentioning Ebron as, as possibly having a breakout year. He's Tight ends always take a little bit of time to develop, but this is at least the second season that I've heard him discussed as a breakout candidate, and he's injured again. Um, I yeah. don't know how badly, but I've heard it mentioned on podcasts, so I need to check that out. But they haven't really necessarily answered the um running back issues that the the offensive line got better thanks to the scheme help but they weren't great players so we should just have to see how that progresses the defense will be helped by one of my favorite coverage linebackers DeAndre Levy coming back from all his hip injuries so he should be playing but obviously they're still trying to work out the defensive kinks from losing in Dominican Sue and Farley at the same time and so there's been a bit of turnover but hopefully they'll get things a bit more settled and I think they might be heading in the right direction, but I'm not sure they're going to compete this year. Well, be, mm. I, but for the first time in a while, I'm thinking that I'm still not convinced by uh, Matt Stafford because he's he's never. I don't think he's ever won against a team with a winning record on the road. I think that's that true. I think that's I. I think that's the stat that I pulled out last week. We'd, we'd have to check the old podcasts or possibly look up my old um, blog posts. But great I, have a, start. I, I, I just. That's the one that I remember, and I certainly I remember reading that and thinking, yeah, I've always had this question about him. But I just wonder, with, with this offensive coordinator, I think I saw some progression, because rather than just throw it up to Megatron and Hope, there was a bit simpler reads, the ball was coming about quicker, I like Golden Tate working underneath, Marvin Jones stretching the field a bit, and he is a capable second option receiver. I think they're paying him too much money, but um, I genuinely think that there might be some cause from Hope and he might take a season or two with a roster in the state it's in.
0: Mm. Well, What about the Bears? You you mentioned Lovey Smith uh, a second ago in, in error obviously. Um, last time they they had a winning season was, tw- was 2012 uh, when Lovey Smith was their head coach and that kind of continued in 2015 they 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 ended up at 6 and 10 and really struggled to string together more than a couple of wins all season.
1: Yeah, um And then
0: they ended up with John Fox,
1: obviously, coming fresh from from being fired at Denver, and he had a terrible roster and turned them into a competent team. And I think they're another team that's heading in the right direction, but you've always got that question when Cutler is your quarterback, and Hmm. everybody keeps saying this will be the season, and you know, he'll develop it up. Honestly, I think he's possibly old enough to be at the stage where he is what he is, and... I think it's a big loss, um, their offensive coordinator becoming your head coach, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. I think the defence is beginning to look really good. They've got one of the best line... you know, With the addition of Danny Trevathan and some of the other moves they've made, their linebacking core is a lot stronger than it was last season, so I think the defence could take a big step up, but... I'm not sure that they don't need a new quarterback, and um, they've been shipping offensive weapons. Matt Forte's gone, so ah, I th- it's one of those weird ones where I like sort of where they're heading, but a bit like the Lions, I'm not sure that's going to necessarily result in lots more wins this season.
0: No, I think I think you're right. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to see how that uh, how this division pans out, but I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a close one again. It'll be, be a good division to uh, to keep your eye on. Yeah. <laughs> Right, we've been telling you about our divisional pick competition for a couple of weeks now, so I wanted to tell you how it's going to work. In short, it's a simple game uh, where you pick who's going to finish where in their respective divisions, getting one point for each correct prediction and a bonus point for each 14 division you get completely correct. So there's five points per division, uh, 20 points per conference, 40 altogether. Um, so far we've got the Aussie Guys NFL podcast involved, as well as some uh, well-known UK NFL Twitter groups, including Miami Dolphins UK, Union Jacks Footy, uh, British Bear London uh, Bucks UK The British Bird Gang uh, Houston Texans UK And the UK Tennessee Titans Oh and also Going Long Podcast Who uh, have joined today um, We'll have a, uh, a full list On the uh, on the wrongfootball.com uh, When everyone's made their picks But uh, there is still time To get involved So if you do fancy uh, Representing your team Give it us a uh, run for our money uh, Either tweet me At TWFDan Or drop us an email to twfpodcast at outlook.com and we'll get you involved.
1: And I'm quite excited because I now understand
0: the rules. It's dead easy. I've made it so anyone can play. Don't worry.
1: Uh, Thank you because, you know, you know what I'm like when I get into something. I know what you're like. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Are you ready for some football? Okay, let's have a look at the NFC South. Uh, last year it was uh, the Carolina Panthers who topped this division. They uh, they had a 15 and 1 record. Uh, they really dominated the NFC all year, so it's uh, no surprise that they topped this one. Ended up being the uh, losing Super Bowl team, uh, lost losing to the Broncos. Uh, second place was the Atlanta Falcons uh, who finished 8 and 8. The New Orleans Saints were third at 7 and 9 and at the foot of the table were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on 6 and 10. Um Absolutely dominated by the Carolina Panthers. No one else really looked like they had a chance. They went 14-0. Uh, before eventually losing him in, in Week 16, uh, which may have been attributed possibly to uh, too much Christmas turkey, uh, we don't know. Reports are still unclear. Um, either way, uh, they dominated the division uh, and the NFC as a whole, winning the NFC Championship before falling short right at the last hurdle, losing twenty six ten to the Broncos in the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just love them because they decided that, and they like Leicester City, and so the, the mutual keep pounded. Yeah, the the, the mutual <laughs> love love, and obviously the City's great championship. That was deeply said. Yeah, they a really great team. Um they contain one of my favourite players and for, for once he's not a defensive lineman in Luke Keekly who um I, I believe Dan thinks that I've made some very bold predictions about how good a career he's going to have, but it, it does yes. depend on injury, but he is so good that I stand by them. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm saying he's got the option to, and that in itself is is amazing. He is a phenomenal linebacker, going at, in all aspects of the game, whether he's rushing the pass or dropping to coverage, he just moves so smoothly, he knows where he's going. He's amazing. Remind,
0: ev- remind everyone of your prediction.
1: So my prediction was that Luke Keekly stands a chance to have as good a career as um, Ray Lewis as a linebacker and I stand by that's that that's bold I think, I think he has a chance going to go into the Hall of Fame and be considered an all-time great I genuinely believe that he's so so good mm. um Cam Newton still doesn't throw the prettiest of passes but is a unique weapon and they've really tailored the offense to him um He's got Kelvin Benjamin back this year. They keep drafting big-bodied receivers. Greg Olsen is another year older, and that's a worry just because he played almost every down last season. Certainly in regular season, he barely missed a snap. And I think this team are going to be very good again. Whether they're going to be 15-1, and one, I don't know. But um, <laughs> there's no signs of anything anything drastically going wrong the only thing for me is obviously they lost Josh Norman and this seems to be a structural thing with the way they're building the roster that they concentrate on their front seven which is amazing and then they sort of make do at corner and having lost Josh Norman and a couple of other corners they're making do again and we'll see if they'll be able to be as good but um, I have faith that they will definitely be competing for playoffs okay. and yeah they should be if they have the same form Super Bowl contending but you know I, I tend to think of always We'll see who gets into the playoff and we'll pick the real run. You know, the real runners is you probably know halfway through the season, but you never know who's going to have a, you know, a horrible injury. I would have said the Bengals mm. were in, in with a shot of going to the Super Bowl last season right up until Andy Dalton fractured his thumb and couldn't get back to the playoffs in time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Atlanta were the team that that stopped the Panthers uh, from getting that perfect regular season. Uh, they did finish at point five hundred though on eight and eight. So it, while it was the best they've done for four seasons, was improvement on on two thousand and fourteen. They'll still be looking really this year to to really get back to to winning ways and really get a get a winning season under their belt.
1: Yeah, it was, and it was a really strange season because they were one of the unbeaten teams at the start, and they had that huge yeah. run of losses, and then they started winning again, and they beat the Panthers. So I think. Um, it'd be a big test of Dan Quinn um, coming obviously from, from the Seattle Seahawks and looking to implement a similar defensive system. I think he's still trying to sort out that side of the ball. The still trying to get the hang of the offense and make it more consistent. Matthew Ryan is still one of those quarterbacks that people are... Hmm and that seems to be everybody whether you're a falcons fan or not um i think he's a good player but he just seems to be a bit inconsistent and not always win the big games when you really want to but he's an awful lot better than most and it depends really how the new players go and how the defense coalesces how they'll go i i think they're one of those ones where they're either gonna be up there and challenging for playoffs or it could be a very similar season and and there might be progress, there might not. I'm, it's a little early for me to tell and be truly confident in Dan Quinn head coach. And the other thing that worries me about them is Julio Jones is obviously a fantastic player. Um, not for me, probably second receiver behind um, Antonio Brown. Yeah, maybe um, phenomenal player. Um, but will they trade a lot of picks to go up and get him, and that weakens your roster down? Um, down the line and they've been struck with injury curses and problems, the offensive line hasn't quite come together, uh, past Russia they took last year high up in the draft didn't set the world alight and so we just have to see whether things come together and coalesce and, and how good Dan Quinn is or if, if they drop off a bit again and we'll, it's they're really one of the ones I'm not confident to predict for next season but I'm um, curious yeah. to find out.
0: Yeah, well, the Saints finished third. Uh, they had some serious problems last year, uh, not least with their defense, which uh, which looked particularly poor all season. Uh, you mentioned it last week, but uh, Rob Ryan was was fired up, uh, as their defensive coordinator after a forty seven fourteen thrashing at, uh, at Washington in Week Ten. Um, do you think they they've got they've got a lot of work to do, haven't they?
1: Um, the phrase poo platter" seems to <laughs> pop into mind to describe their defense uh, last year, and. Um, probably best summed up with do you remember the play where the titans um where it hit a corner straight straight in their hands it bounced up yes. into the air um i think it was mm. i can't remember the name of the titan but he caught the ball and rumbled like 60 yards to score a touchdown he thought yeah yeah you got problems and, and and not all of it is scheme so whilst i'm not convinced about rob rob ryan as, as a defensive coordinator there are a lot of problems on that side of the ball and they have been so cash strapped um against the cap that i'm not sure how quickly they can turn it around if they're going to this season and it does i'm beginning to wonder whether they might think about trading uh drew Brees, just because as good a quarterback he is he's very old and they haven't got the team around him i could be wrong but i'm just not sure what the
0: plan is there I don't think Drew Brees... He's not going to get any better, is he?
1: Yeah, and all I'm thinking is... If you're going to get something in return for him and reset... Now, you know... The time would be to do it now... While someone was still hopeful that he had one or two... You know, top-notch seasons in him... Because he was still effective last year... And he... You know, you look at his numbers... And he does... He can still run an offence... But... I don't, I'm finding the Saints really hard to go. Yeah, they're going to turn around. I just don't have a lot of faith in the GM structure and what's gone on there in recent years. When was since the Super Bowl? When was the last time they truly competed? And part of that is because, um, as good as their head coach is, he doesn't seem to know how to pick a defensive coordinator since the whole Bounty Gate scandal. And they haven't mm. been the same since, in my opinion.
0: No, they haven't. No, that was that's a good few years ago now. But no, yeah. they, they've not. They've yeah. not really been the team they were. Certainly not from from before then.
1: And I, and I just don't see it turning around particularly this season. I'll be happy to be wrong because Drew Brees is an amazing player, but I'm mm. just not sure if Sean Payton is 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 a good enough head coach to put the things in place to turn around the defense whilst he takes care of the offense.
0: Yeah, well, at the bottom of the uh, this division was the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, and with it with a six and ten season, actually it was their best season for a few years. Uh, not least thanks to uh, good seasons from from rookie quarterback uh, James Winston uh, and also Doug Martin had a good year as well so it was, there, was, there was some good performances there but still couldn't get a uh, winning season out of it.
1: I sort of feel like about this team a bit like we've we, obviously over in the UK we've been fed a lot of Jaguars information with them coming over here yeah. so we sort of adopted them and I sort of feel like them a few years ago a few years back yeah Yeah. they've got a franchise quarterback they've got sort of a beginning to develop a young nucleus but they're so far away it's just going to take time and I'm not sure if they're going to be drastically better this year but as long as Winston keeps progressing and they're building towards something that's not too bad I could be wrong there could be some huge steps and they really push forward Uh, I'm waiting to see Um, and we're still waiting to see that from the Jaguars but uh, there is at least hope there and for, for quite a few seasons it feels like there was no hope there was no quarterback and we didn't know what was happening and the they do seem to be the beginnings of the shape of a plan.
0: Mm, I think they'll end up with a better record than they have this season. Uh I certainly think they're going to do uh, better than they did this season, but it, this only time will tell and uh, like you say it's it 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 could it it really could go either way
1: absolutely Um, strength of schedule and all that stuff is going to play a part and how the other teams play but yeah I I think they're heading in the right direction almost regardless of the um, record as long as they don't take a drastic step back or have a horrible run of of serious injuries
0: yeah absolutely absolutely well, let's let's move on to the uh, to the NFC West This is the uh, the final uh, division uh, for us to uh, to have a look at so uh, last year it finished uh, the Arizona Cardinals were at the uh, the top of the NFC West with on 13 and three uh, the Seattle Seahawks uh, finished second on 10 and six uh, the st. Louis Rams were seven and nine last time I'll say that st. Louis Rams uh, and the uh, San Francisco 49ers ended at five and 11 the Cardinals um, top the top of the group as I say they they really uh, have been a team kind of on the up for the last couple of seasons, uh, but they lost. Just they were, were just kind of one step short of reaching the Super Bowl, which I thought was uh, was a bit disappointing because I really would have quite liked to have uh, seen them go all the way.
1: Yeah, I, uh, Carson Palmer's finger just still didn't seem right. He still wasn't quite playing right, and obviously having lost the Honey Badger to another ACL tear, it just all. They were still incredible, but they just didn't quite have enough to get past the Panthers in the in the yeah. in, in the conference championship. And so, I think they're going to be up there and challenging again. Uh, you look at their off season, the the additions of Chandler Jones, um, Indici, I think that's the right, um, could you know seriously provide them with the pass rush that they were having to force last time with rushing. And if Tyrone Matthew comes back from that injury with. Um, relatively okay it took him sort of two seasons to recover last time so i'm not sure how amazing it'll be but he is a great player and i think i just you know my man crush and bruce arians i think they're just <laughs> gonna win baby go for it and i think they will it can't handle the division because the seahawks are in it every year but I, they, they would be my pick although i'm not going to guarantee anything and i think they will be running for the super bowl again and they obviously think that because they've just done short-term um contract extensions for both um Fitzgerald and Palmer and I think that they think that they've got a window with those guys a short window and so they want to maximise those opportunities there which I think is why they made the aggressive type moves like bringing in Chandler Jones obviously you know you don't usually go for for pass rushers who turn up um, shirtless at their local police station possibly having imbued some um Chemical marijuana, but um, or synthetic is, is the term I believe, but um, I think they trust their locker room and a bit like the drafting of Indici in that um, they trust their locker room and Bruce Arians gives people second chances and he seems to know how to get the best out of those players and I will stop talking because it will just be unbarrelling positive and I apologise.
0: <laughs> it's okay it's fine there's a lot of positive to be said about the uh, Cardinals to be fair
1: they are seriously if you're looking for a team if you're new to sport and you're looking for a team you could not do better than, than picking the Cardinals in this iteration um, they'd be a lot of fun to follow
0: yeah they certainly would
1: although obviously Bengals baby Bengals
0: <laughs> well Seahawks finished second uh, in, in this division uh, they were expected really to repeat their dominance uh, from the previous season the previous season they also got to the uh, to the Super Bowl but unfortunately fell short and um, but they uh they they didn't quite they didn't quite do it they lost in the uh, in the divisional round of the uh, post season to the panthers who ended up obviously going on to the uh, to the super bowl um, and they were really close all year they 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 only lost by by more than 7 points once so they they actually when they didn't win they were they were they were very close what what do you think about the Seahawks last year
1: the last year, the problem seemed to be they had a little bit of a step down in defense. Not a huge amount, but they had another new coordinator. This is one of those staffs, a bit like the Bengals, that have been raided a lot by other teams in recent years. And they keep, particularly on the defensive side, they keep losing coordinators. And he was making some some changes to the secondary, which some bits worked and some bits didn't. Also, both um, pretty much Cam Chancellor holding out, Earl Thomas coming back with a an, with nagging an injury, and, and Richard Sherman not being fully fit off the Super Bowl let's get this right win or loss I'm getting so confused with because of all the times they've they've been twice one loss yes a loss against the yeah the yeah. loss against the Patriots um, they're just a little slow and a little hard to bring it together and so it took a few weeks they were particularly weak through I don't know if it lasted all season but certainly around when they played the Bengals they were really struggling to cope tight ends and it was a really strange scene where Tyler Eifert just ran through the defence and you could see um, safeties and corners looking at each other. And there was you know, the aftermath and it's off going, it was your play, it was your play. And we're not used to seeing that because it's very much an execution defense. So I think that came together at the end of the season. I think in the second season that, that will still stay hold. Uh, on offense, they still have one of the worst lines in the league. and Which is really interesting because... Obviously, Russell Wilson, this phenomenal con- con- uh, quarterback, known for his scrambling, he's really had to be because he was scrambling for his life a lot of the time. But mm. towards the end of the season, he seemed to really make a step and develop in terms of being a drop back passer. And suddenly, him and Doug Baldwin were a connection. seemed to help the defense almost when Jimmy Graham came, sort of injured his knee and he'd struggled and not really fit for a lot of the season. And they were trying to force him from the beginning. And about midway, he went down injured, and the offense almost seemed to pick up when that. Um, Thomas Rawls was a, a player that I, I, back again when he played the Bengals, I was looking at him going, actually, he's better and less of a pain than their starting running back. And so now that he's retired, I think Thomas Rawls, if he comes back from his OK, from his injury, he's going to have a good season. be interested to see if Jimmy Graham can come back and what's going on. But I think that that offense is developing, and I think, once again, they're going to be strange because... Um, Pete Carroll is a very good coach I, I like him and he seems to be in step with his general manager they've just locked up their general manager for about another five years I think so I think I, I trust the process behind building the team and I think they're going to be competitive again this year
0: yeah the, the Rams finished uh, finished third it was their, their last year in St. Louis they, they really struggled to kind of say goodbye in style uh, they finished seven and nine for the season that was uh, despite a really good rookie season from from uh, Todd Gurley the running back um, and, and Aaron Donald as well uh, they're, um, they're Defensive tackle had a, yeah, had a great season, second Pro Bowl season for him. Um, good, uh, good, a bit of a mixture of good and bad for the for the Rams.
1: Aaron um, Donald is just a phenomenal player because it, again he's one of those um, large men who terrifies quarterbacks, and he really, really does. Uh, you know, on his yeah. day, he can just destroy another team's offense. Um, the problem, and he's was...
0: great at ping pong, from what I've seen on the uh, clip <laughs> of Hard Knocks.
1: Yeah, very good, very competitive. <laughs> Doesn't take to losing well. Not a surprise. But for me, um, the defense was has a lot of great players in the front seven but doesn't necessarily hold it all together as a whole and they've been very conservative on offense um, they, cha- they were another team who had a change of coordinator and seemed to be doing a bit better this season um, the big thing for them though is all those years ago with the Richard Griffin the third quarterback yeah. um, they were involved in a big trade with the Washington Redskins for them to go up and, and pick him and they took all the picks this year they've done the reverse thing and they've traded a bunch of picks to pick Jared Goff Mm. and Heim will tell if that works out it's one of those those trades where if it pays off and he's a franchise quarterback then that's brilliant but given the fact that um, we've just seen RG3 um, become the starter for the Browns this season it doesn't Browns, necessarily yeah. work like that and this is a quarterback who recently did, he revealed that he didn't know that the sun rose in the east and set in the west brilliant. and trust me once, once you've seen um, Hard Knocks episode 1 you'll understand what I'm talking about <laughs> but seriously, it's a theme throughout throughout, throughout the um, episode. Um,
0: I should look forward to it.
1: But equally, there are a lot of coaches saying look there's some good throws there. It's a typical rookie; they're not starting, and they've got Case Keenum starting. The offense looked a bit iffy. But there were one or two receivers that I began to think, you know what, you did all right towards the end of the season and if they can be a bit more creative in finding ways for Tavon Austin to get the ball, he has such pace as a return man and sort of like, it's almost more like a gadget play guy in their offense rather than a traditional receiver, then they might do okay. And Todd Gurley is amazing, but my worry is that with Jeff Fisher... At, uh, as their coach, they're going to end up going seven and nine again because that's what he does most of the time.
0: Well, propping up the division were the uh, San Francisco Forty Nineers—they uh, went point five hundred in uh, in twenty fourteen, ended up five and eleven. So they really kind of slipped, and, and and again, they they struggled all year to really make much of an impression all, uh, at all on the division.
1: Um, if the um, Saints' defense was a poo poo platter, then um, the 49ers rough roster was yeah. um, a poo-poo platter with um, cow excrement side. It was just, and <laughs> in fairness, a lot of it was not their fault. There, despite of retirements, um, both sort of, some to be expected in terms of old players like Justin Smith who are amazing, but you know were old enough that they were giving up. plus players like Chris Balland who flashed for a year and then retired early because of concussion issues. They had an offensive lineman take a year out because of um, concussion issues and what was going on in the game. And so suddenly they went from having a Harbour as coach and a really stacked roster to a Fred Bear roster and Jim Tom Sula stepping up as... um, head coach and everybody thought he was a great person and you could you know bring the locker room together but he was handed such a mess and he was given one season and got rid of and so the quarterback situation was dire um they managed to end up with blaine Gabbert being starting quarterback because he won that job which says something and so now we have chip kelly coming in uh it's going to take a while to rebuild that roster i'm not sure what to expect in terms of chip kelly has Seems to be making all the right noises that he's learnt from his Eagles experience, and no longer wants personnel decisions. Quite happy for a GM to do that. And as much as I wonder about the execution of fast-paced thing, he does so much that's interesting in terms of um, sports science and changing the um, sort of the hallowed routine of the NFL teams. That as an agent of change, I'm almost quite excited for him to be in the league. I'm just not sure if it's going to work, and I'm not sure that, that that. they had such a bad off season going into last year that it's going to take a couple of years, I think, before they can build the roster back into being truly competitive.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, I've I've not said it all uh, all night, so it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, how this division back. Uh, pans I think out. I,
1: I, I've caught myself going for it and switched to curious and and. And try to avoid it, but I think I might have said it a few times as well. Um, <laughs> we need a, an independent adjudicator. Perhaps we could get your good lady wife with with a um, interesting claxon to go with the G. You're waffling on with, yet again with the G klaxon. Klaxon.
0: I felt that one way up here. Well, that's it for another podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back again in a couple of weeks. That I round up at the end of the preseason. Uh, we'll be looking ahead to Week One of the regular season as well. I'm already excited. Um, if you've enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. Maybe give us a review on iTunes uh, with your your usual podcast provider. It really does help us to get uh, some more people listening in. Uh, and in the meantime, if you have anything you'd like to ask us or any feedback, don't forget you can drop us a line to twf podcast at Outlook.com. Tweet me at twf dan. And head over to the blog as well for uh, more from G at therongfootball.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.